Memphis Wrestling is on the road. Catch us live. Our next live TV taping is Sunday, August 21st at the Wrestle Center, and you will not want to miss it. Reserve your seat at championshipwrestlingmemphis.com. Friday night, September 2nd, Memphis Wrestling returns to Crenshaw, Mississippi for a big night of action benefiting the city of Crenshaw. 7 p.m. bell time, Crenshaw Fire Department. Saturday, September 3rd is our next free watch party at Dave & Buster's. Watch WWE Clash at the Castle with us absolutely free. Sunday, September 4th, watch AEW All Out absolutely free with us at Dave & Buster's. It's back-to-back -back and it's all free. Saturday, September 10th, Memphis Wrestling returns to the Dyer County Fair. It's main event Saturday and it's free with fair admission. All tickets are on sale now. Get yours right now at championshipwrestlingmemphis.com. Wrestling, North Pemiscott High School, 102 School Street, on September the 17th. Bell time, 7.30. Ringside's 15. General admission, $14. Save $2 on advance tickets. Get ready, Wardell, Missouri, to come out and see the Moonshiners. Rude, Addison Kane, Denzel Rollins, Simon of the Posse, also a big American Hostile Championship Wrestling title match. Big Jack Parker with Money Mark versus Problem Child Aaron Roberts with Justin Case. And also an American Hostile Championship Wrestling Tag Team title match. The LA Hustlers versus the New Sensations. Mark Southern Jr. and Astonishing Austin. And many more. Be there. Wardell, Missouri, September the 17th, bell time, 7.30 p.m. Cards of change, follow American Hostile Championship Wrestling on Facebook by searching American Hostile Championship Wrestling. This is a fundraiser for North Pemiscot Mustang Sports. Just a quick reminder, subscriber of $5, $7, or $10 at www.patreon.com slash shooting the shiznit without a G. That's right, shooting the shiznit without a G. This episode is also brought to you by Spunk Loop. Dot com. Remember when you're getting funky like a monkey, if you know what I mean, you spunky. That's right. Go to www.spunkloop.com and tell them STS Pod sent you. We can all help prevent suicide. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline provides 24-7 free and confidential support for people in distress and also prevention and crisis resources for you and your loved ones. 
call 1-800-273-8255. I'm the one you pay for, the one you can't see. The best of the best, rest in the sheet. You can travel around the world and you will never see. Another mother sucker that can miss me. on patreon uh we're not going to do the catchphrase and everything because this is one of our patreon exclusive episodes or if you're listening to this on the main feed you missed out because on patreon you actually get the watch along or you get the video right after we get done i'll put the video up i'll give you a password to go watch the video with the actual video so if you're watching this on um memphis wrestling's youtube you're watching it one month later and you don't even get to watch the match with us. So subscribe, guys. Subscribe. And you get to join us for the recording. We do Q&A afterwards if there's anyone in here. Uh, with me saying all that, a couple of things. Number one, uh, Austin, I want to say happy birthday to you. I know 25 feels old to you, but it really feels old to me. So, Yeah, you know you know that that it really gets bad when, when we make that joke, and I've actually been wrestling one year less than that. I've been wrestling 24 years, so that's when you know you're old. Well, we've known each other for, what, close to that. So that's one of those things. It's really weird to think that we've known each other for over 20 years. So it's uh, – we we joke about you see me wrestle three times, uh, but it is we just been in and out. And someone uh, mentioned to me, you and Austin have known each other that long, and I said, yeah. And they said, well, we can tell a little bit of chemistry there on the first episode. And I said, it's us just talking. That's the way we talk. We bullshit back and forth, and it, you know we're not putting on anything for the, for the podcast. So I want to talk about something before we get started. A couple things. Number one. Well, I said happy birthday. Number two, Jordan Grace. Jordan Grace, we'll right. talk about this on WTF, uh, but I want to talk about it with you because we did Chris Benoit against Kurt Angle uh, last week, I mean last month. So what I want to ask you is she made the comment that Chris Benoit couldn't keep up with the current rosters with AEW and WWL. Yeah, that that's, just, that's absurd. I mean, it really is. I mean, Chris Benoit and Kurt Angle – they're considered one, two of the greatest of all time in ring. Not nothing about controversy or anything like that. Just in ring work. Just those characters in front of the camera are two of the greatest of all times. And I mean, honestly, I would actually think maybe the opposite. I would actually <laughs> think I would wonder if some of the guys today. I would worry. I mean, I've been. I'm well known for a guy, you know, that didn't blow up, didn't forget spots, that kind of stuff. And I don't know if I would be able to keep up with Chris Benoit and Kurt Angle. Right. I, I thought of that too. When she made that statement, uh, then 
uh, we will cover the whole story on WTF. She made a donation, all kinds of crazy stuff. But I, I, I feel like and there was a, a, a moment there where she was talking about forgetting spots. Man, these guys were just hands-on. A uh, different way of working. It's not like that as much now as it was. Austin, you did a lot of it. You called some of the stuff backstage, but a lot of stuff is just – I don't know. I can't, I call it hands-on. So you you just go with the feel of the crowd. You go with the feel of the guy you're working. The guy you're working starts messing up. There's a whole thing. It's called grab a grab a arm. Uh, so he starts messing up, and and a lot of guys will mess up not one move, but then the sec. Owen Hart was known to do this. If Owen Owen ever messed up, then it was almost like they they had to settle him down and say, look. That's over with. Let's keep going. Didn't mess up a lot, but when it did, have you ever had to grab somebody's arm and say, let, well, I know you have, but have you ever, give us an example of grabbing someone's arm and saying, okay, let's slow down. All right. So, uh, well, it's really an avalanche effect. Once one thing messes up, it's in that person's head and almost everything after that will, whether it's trying to go back to the same spot or it's like freaking out because, you know, you messed up in front of the crowd. You've really, Sometimes you have to just stop them, and I, I've done it a, a million times. But honestly, I, it's usually like if something happens like that, you just have to like ground the guy, or you know, either whether it's grabbing a hold or bumping them, and then and you know, passing a message to him like, "Hey, calm down, stop, just listen." And I'll give you an exclusive here for our podcast. All right, this isn't something that it was a mess up, but you're talking about being able to work on the fly kind of thing. So I did the show in Little Rock a few weeks ago, uh, and it was myself and Carter Matthews. And the, the match was set. You know, this is what we're going to do. Uh, it was going to be a baby, baby match, you know, a really good match, that kind of stuff. You know, get both guys over. And then what it was, is see, uh, Carter is from Little Rock. So he's a hometown guy. And it, despite the fact that, I, you know, on Memphis TV, everyone knows me over there, I come out. And the crowd starts booing because Nick or uh, Carter has a huge, you know, family following there. With right, him. right, right. Yeah, you're the heel. You're a yeah. natural heel because no one wants to see him get beat. So yeah. So the the entire match. So you know, it's a baby, baby. We got all this stuff planned, and of course, we know that if we need to, you know, to to veer off, we will. So they boo me. They boo me out of the building. I mean, tons of heat. Carter comes out. They cheer. They go nuts. I told the referee. I said, "Tell Carter." When he gets in, I want to talk to him. So we get in, and all of a sudden, the referee got, brings us to the middle kind of thing. And I literally, I took, I looked at Carter. And I said, "Listen to me. The whole match is scrapped. I'm working heel now. Just listen to me. I've got you." And he said, "Okay." And so the entire match that we had planned, we didn't do it. We changed the entire thing. We tore the house down. There's a guy there from, uh, he was from Dallas. That uh, you know. I don't know that we changed the whole match. He came back here and he got both parts. Yeah, that's things that we talk about sometimes that we just don't understand the things that go on. Like, we can watch a match and say, oh, that was a fantastic match, blah, 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 or that was a shitty match. We don't know the stuff, unless you are backstage, the stuff that goes on before, middle, during. I've been – I've been – I took my teams out before, and then when when something like if we didn't get booed or we didn't get anything, then I would change the front of the match. Say, okay, we got we got to be hot. Give it all to the shine to them. And yeah. that I'm, I'm gonna go right into the segue here. Let's talk about tag team wrestling before we do this match. So tag team wrestling is well, it's similar to 
uh, a regular psychology in a singles match, but you also have the hot tag and you have different ways of doing it. The basics way of doing it is letting the babyface team get a bunch of moves in, a shine. Uh, they cut one of the baby faces off. You beat the baby face up till he gets the hot tag. We've seen this a million times, but it still works. Uh, there's all kinds of other variations. Uh, and where the baby face gets just a little shine, the heel will beat the hell out of them. And m- most of the time, the baby face will go over then because they took all the heat. Uh, there's double heat also. And I talk about, uh, I talk about the posse doing double heat a lot when they were baby faces where they get the hot tag, but it's really just a hope spot. So the hot tag to say little Chris, he gets boom, boom, boom. And then they just cut him off. And so you go back to cheering for the baby face, getting the hot tag back to Simon. Uh, you, is there anything in the variation of all that that you like to do that you, we may not notice you doing in a tag team match? Yeah, uh, I like to incorporate when, like, when I work in tag matches, no matter which side, whether I'm the heel baby or where it's involving me or not, I like to actually uh, to show the, the team's competence. So I like to like to cut the ring off psychology of, you know, uh, and uh, a lot of times the, the, the false tag spots, you know, you see that done a lot. Uh, I like to try to do different variations to it. Um, uh, using the referee on that, that kind of stuff. It always gets a ton of heat. But like you're talking, you're talking about like they're being similar. Tag to me, tag matches and single matches are completely different because the tag you're you're incorporating four guys and you're telling a completely different story to me. I mean, yeah, you have shine. Uh, I'm just uh, yeah, yeah. You're you're correct. I just think yeah. the basics. If I was just going to sit down and say, okay. Here's the basics of a match, and they're similar on that. But yeah, there's that's why I like tag team wrestling, Austin. I I mentioned just earlier when I was in the business, you know, I had two teams that I either feuded against other people or feud them against each other a lot because we could put on good matches. Yeah, uh, it, and it was, I w- usually when you went out there, it was total chaos. Oh, uh, really? Woo! Well, that <laughs> was that. A, uh, yeah, probably no <laughs> one got that joke. <laughs> yeah, that one's just me at mine and your joke. <laughs> But yeah, just uh, I, I watched so much tag, and we're going to talk about this match as we go. You can see we have the uh, Midnight Express against the Fantastics from the Clash of Champions. One one of those matches where Meg fell through the cracks, but it's a really fun match, and it's a different way. Let me first say it's when you got a feud going on, and I love I love it about the way it opens, and we'll we'll start watching it here in a minute. But but it's it's you you miss this a lot. If you're mad at somebody, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, if you're mad at somebody, whether you're a team or a singles wrestler, and y'all have had somewhat of a feud, you don't want to go in cold, right? You don't yeah. want to you want to go in hot, just boom, 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 right? Yeah, I've actually I've actually had this conversation I almost every single TV tape in Memphis. You know, when when two guys or two teams will have a lot of heat, you know, and the, the going into it. And then they start coming up with ideas uh, for the match. And they start talking about, all right, so we'll get started. You know, we'll do a little chain wrestling. I'm like, stop. I was like, that is that that, that makes zero sense at all. Uh, for example, myself and Matt Williams, you know, if we go out there and do a headlock, it, people are going to crap. Why? Over. It, it doesn't why? Make yeah. He just, why would, yeah. Yeah. Why would, yeah, yeah. you know, why would somebody spit in your face? You try to break his neck. And then all of a sudden we go out and do a wrist lock. 
I mean, it makes right. zero sense at all. Yeah, you got to start with a lot of heat. You know, just it really depends on where you're at in that story. I've had that conversations a lot of times. So just hey, look, stop, guys. Listen, it will make no sense for you to go out there and and lock up and grab a headlock. None at all. You you're, you said something right there that I want. I want uh, any and a lot of the guys in the business are watching this because I talk psychology all the time and they know you know your psychology and everything and they're listening to this. What you got to do is what sit down first. Austin, the best advice ever, right here. Sit down before that match and think to yourself, what part of the story are we in? Uh, perfect example would be. Um, uh, uh, Brett Michaels, you know, and when they, uh, him and Mike had those two brawls all over the place, that's where they were at in the story. That's why they were having brawls. It would have been silly for them to come into the match and just, oh, let's do chain wrestling. Uh, before we get to the match, I got one more last question. Tell me about some of the tag teams you have been in, Austin. Okay, I'll tell you like some of the, uh, some of my earlier ones, you know, like with uh, Kenny Valley and a guy that a lot of people wouldn't know. Uh, you know, and Gary Diamond, you know, I, I had tags like that. Uh, when I really started getting into, you know, being able to travel more, so like, yeah, you know, I, I tagged with Excalibur. I tagged with Justin Smart, Justin Juice Smart. Myself and Jerry Lynn tagged up a, a countless times. I don't even remember how many times we tagged up. Uh, it, I've always been kind of considered a singles wrestler, but I have done, you know, several tag teams throughout the years it, there wasn't a whole lot of them but the ones i did it usually was really fun it's usually guys that i'm really close with that i'm able to you know it, it's kind of a brotherhood you've got to have that chemistry like me and you have that the chemistry you got to have it with that guy you know to be able if not people can tell that it's fake that it's not and i don't mean by wrestling being fake i'm talking about the no you know, no the i know i understand yeah uh, we you know there was always that uh jerry lawler bill d were tag teams but it was funny because uh, because of I, I'm going to say this because of their charisma, uh, people just really didn't understand. But when they walked through, when they walked through the dressing room, they never hung out. You know, they weren't yeah. buddies. They didn't do anything. Where you look at Stan and Steve, and they was probably doing stuff uh, uh, more than we want to know about. So yeah. uh, Stan and Steve were uh, besides selling tons of pictures, uh, they were doing other things, and and that's I mean. Tag team, tag team. My guys were all really the guys that I managed. They were all really close, and, and it 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 came into the sense that they wanted to have good matches. And these yeah. two teams we watch, they're all really close backstage. They all know each other. Uh, was friends for years. Uh, Cornette was with all of them. So there was a reason for them to have good matches, and and. That also builds on it. Do you have a? Do you ever just go in and and I know you're not selfish at all about what you give the matches, but do you ever go in and start tagging with somebody and then you're going against this team that has no idea what they're doing? What kind of situation? What do you do there? Do you? I talked about grabbing arm, but what do you do with the team that doesn't even know psychology or is just trying to get all their shit in? Uh, yeah, that's one. Of, you got to settle settle somebody down on that. I'll give you a funny story, though, and this one is not about them not knowing. Uh, I, this isn't about the team not knowing how to do, you know, how to work tag team wrestling. But, you know, one of them maybe not a, uh, not as great of a worker. I was working a tag match, and I was tagging with a guy. I won't, I won't bury anybody or anything like that. Uh, I, when you get done, I'm going to bury somebody. But So go okay. ahead. 
So uh, I was tagging with a guy, and I was working with uh, Bobby Eaton and uh, Golden Boy Greg Anthony during the Midnight Gold. So we were tagging, and I came in. I started off, and I'm doing stuff with uh, Bobby and Greg both. The other guy comes in, and it's um, he grabs the suplex on the wrong side. He grabs the body slam the wrong side. You know, he's he's just kind of he doesn't. You can tell that he doesn't know like psychology of tag team. Right, right, right. And I remember talking about grabbing a hold. I remember uh, Bobby Eaton grabbing him and putting himself in a headlock, backing him up to the ropes, Gary, like he's going to shoot him off. And I remember looking over at me and says, Austin, tag and get in here. <laughs> <laughs> and when, when I got in, he said, do not tag back out until the finish. <laughs> oh, wow, wow. Well, I was um, – it was me and it was um... – God, I think it was Total Chaos. I can't. It was either Total Chaos or Riot Squad, duh. Uh, we were go- going against uh, Southern Pride at the time. It was Kilo and Citizen Kane. Uh, we took, uh, we got all the heat in the world on on, uh, on Kilo. And I said, it was coming. I always called the spots or the hot tag and stuff outside the ring. And I said, okay, let's go home. And so they, you know, Moved the tag to Citizen Kane. Kane on the hot tag, he just kept going and just kept going. He was doing like a hundred moves. And I was like, shut him down and go to the finish. So uh they finally grabbed a hold of him and uh and told him to uh, uh do a sunset flip and you can pin me like that. So as soon as we went through the dressing room, I opened the dressing room door and Sister K was like, I went for him. I mean, I went for his neck. I was so mad. Everybody yeah. was pulling me back. I was like, you cannot make my guys look like shit like that. You cannot. The hot tags for you to, to boom, boom, boom and get, they were going over. Well, y'all beat us up for 16 minutes. That's what we're supposed to do. That's what heels do. And that's one of the things you said that people don't understand, that the baby face takes a lot of heat, and sometimes they try to get in their shit, and it doesn't It doesn't matter. You'll get over more by taking heat as a baby face than you will getting in all your shit. I promise you. Tell them, Austin. Tell them they'll get over more getting beat up. Look at Jerry Lawler. Look at, all, look at Hulk Hogan, how much yeah. that they that they got uh, – yeah, they, so they the, the, the greatest baby faces in history. I mean, they we they it well no people talk about oh well the rock only had a certain amount of moves. John Cena, what the five moves of doom and and uh, Hogan all he had was a hook up boot and a leg drop. Yeah, and that's that's the point of it. It's about telling a story. That story is what gets you over. You don't you know, you didn't go to a Marvel movie and watch just for Iron Man to shoot off his, his laser. You will go for the story. And it, like you said, I mean, it's not about getting your stuff in. You'll get more over with that sympathy, the way you're able to tell, you know, the story and selling and getting that sympathy. That sympathy is, I mean, Spider-Man is, is one of the biggest, you know, movies in the world of all time because Spider-Man gets his butt kicked majority of the movie. It really is. I mean, you. you yeah, he's a baby thing. face. Yes, yeah, yes, really yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I mean. Spider-Man loses all the way to the end, and that's just the way it is. I mean, that's the way it's going to be because that's just that's what sells. I mean, that's why it's called selling. That's how you make money. It's how you draw in that emotion. And it's very – I think it's so super important, especially in a tag team match, 
in the sense because you're building for that hot tag in a singles match you're building for the comeback and and i i tell i tell singles wrestler guys that don't die in the heat now i die a little bit more i guess the way in the tag team it don't bother me as much what's ricky morton he'll he'll get a comeback every once in a while a little hope spot but nothing major in a, in a singles match i don't want you to die completely because then if you do win it makes everybody look you know kind of phony in my way a phony is the best word are you enjoying the episode well cash app us that's right dollar sign b-t-s-t-s you don't have Cash App? Download it and get $5. That's right, $5. That's dollar sign B-T-S-T-S. Dollar sign B-T-S-T-S. Hey, use our Uber Eats code. Eats dash Brian T 24790UE. That's Eat dash Brian T 2479 Zero UE. Use that code and get $20 off a $25 order. Mysterious Productions. Ooh, <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Spunk Lube. Spunk Lube is the perfect blend of water and silicone. It is an all-purpose personal lubricant that can be used for any occasion. You will love the natural feeling and look of it. It is safe for sensitive skin. Go to spunklube.com and tell them shoot my shiznit sink. Saturday night, and it's going down. Me and her being at it for a couple of rounds. When things got Does your helpy troll look more like the happy highway? That's right. We're going to talk about Manscaped. That's STS pod 20 for 20% off. Let's get me some music, some background going on here. All right. All right. I like that. Yep. Yep. So does your bush peek out over your fence? If you had to even think about the answer, you need the revolutionary products from Manscaped. Success is when preparation meets opportunity. And Manscaped's Platinum Package will make sure package get it. Will make sure you're prepared when opportunity strikes. Join the six million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with my code STSPOD20. The Manscaped Platinum Package 4.0, you want to know, it's the one shop for the man who deserves it all. They designed the package to allow you to fully align your entire hygiene routine with elite products. Inside the Platinum Package, which you'll get 20% off, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, the Weed Whacker. It's for your ear and nose. It's an ear and nose trimmer. You'll get the Ultra Premium Body Wash, the Ultra Premium 2-in-1 Shampoo and Conditioner, the Ultra Premium Deodorant. You'll get some Crop Preserver, Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Ball Spray, Anti-Chafing Boxers, and the Shed Travel Bag to hold your goods while traveling. That's right, all of that, all of that with 20% off. Manscaped.com and use code, promo code that is, STSPOD20. Use the Platinum Package because the gold standard is no longer good enough. Now, on 
with the show. Cut that stupid music. All right, let's hurry up. And get let's get started. I said we were going to end this by eleven o'clock. By the way, it's ten o'clock or ten nineteen right now on seven twenty two. 2022 so you guys that are listening to it on the main feed as we said you can't watch it on the main feed you can't even watch it on youtube uh without without it being blurred out so to watch along with us join join us and you'll get it uh at least a month early so close to a month every time all right we're gonna start on the 15 minutes and 34 seconds into clash of champions one so yeah, we'll, five. We'll make sure, yeah, that's going to be season one, episode one. If there you go, season one, episode one of Class of Champions. Yeah, search Class of Champions, and it'll be like you said, season one, episode one. All right, five. Well, and when I get down to zero, it will start. Fifteen minutes and thirty-four seconds. If you're watching along with us on the audio, five, four, three, two, one. All right, they're just going over the graphics right there. Right. So, uh, yeah, Clash of Champions, man, I as a kid, I loved Clash of Champions. You know, it was it was kind of like a uh, pay-per-view, you know, on free TV, and, man, I never missed the Clash of It Champions. was a great idea. It's one of those things where we just uh, – you see those guys there? I know – I personally know four or five of those guys, by the way. They're, they're smart – what they like to call smart marks back in the day. So. Right. Uh, you, I can't remember a front aisle, front row is what they called them. Uh, and, and midnight, they were huge midnight express fans and it kind of, uh, went from there and then the fans would, I uh, saw it there and they actually got a huge following in Philadelphia too, as baby faces, even though they were heels all the time, they would get the biggest reaction in Philly because of, of front row fans there. So there's Bobby, this, this is Bobby and Stan. Look, we got some. Look, we got some girls that like them out there. So, oh yeah, the. Uh, so, what was your favorite version of of the Midnight Express? You want to know? This is my favorite version. I like Randy Rhodes. If you want to go all the way back, I like Randy Rhodes a lot, and I like Dennis Condry. And don't get me wrong, I actually like Dennis Condry and Phil Hickerson as a team. Yeah. Uh, if you want to go old school, but this is my favorite team because. It was my favorite. Bobby Eaton was my favorite Midnight Express. Oh, here we go. Here we this go. is what yeah. I'm talking about right here. Yeah. So, you know, this right here is just like you said, like we were talking about. Don't grab a headlock. And so like, they did an they, angle on Saturday on TV, yeah. on TBS. They did an angle on TBS. Now they're pissed. So this, this is a nonstop right here outside the ring. They're not going to, like you said, they're not grabbing a hold, as you can see. Yeah. And, and it's one of those where, okay, so, you know, they didn't have a lot of time on the on the show as far as having to, you know, they're only given like eight minutes or ten minutes or something like that. And, you know, you got to start it out really hot and heavy. So right off the bat, heels, heels you know, attack. Don't let them get their feet under them or anything like that. But then but right off the bat, you know, let the baby faces get on top so you can get some shine in. And, and the funny thing is we're talking about shine, even though they're outside the ring and fighting all over the place, this is all baby face shine, every bit of it. It's yeah. a brawl where they're getting, uh, see, they just sent them in, both guys in to take backdrops. Yep. Did Bobby see, take a backdrop yeah. or did they just throw him out? Hey, uh, but no, this one right here, yeah, it's where he grabs for a suplex. And I, right, yeah, I cut right. him out there, yeah. <laughs> so, so if you notice, too, 
especially with a television product or even a live event, you want to, you don't want everything spread out too much. So if you'll notice, like right now, they're all together on the outside. And here in just a moment, they'll get two guys will get into the ring. So because what you want is you'll have a bra going on the outside and then you'll have something inside the ring so everyone can see it. So a television audience can see that you've got that structure. So, you know, you start off brawl and you start fighting all around the ring, but you want to keep, you know, bringing at least two guys or one guy, you know, getting attention inside the ring so people can see it. We need to get a triple threat for our next time. I want you to explain all the psychology of a triple threat because uh, it's it's one of those things where it's uh, uh, magic with the way they do a triple threat or the way you work a triple threat. But we look like we're going to get the – we used the table outside the ring. Tommy's still getting a little bit of shine, but then we're going to start the heat because we done hit him once. So uh, Bobby cut him off right here and looks like uh, – well, unless he gets a tag. Did he get a tag? He got a blind tag. Yeah, he got the tag. I love this spot right here. I do, too. Into the body slam. I love the Fantastics, man. I love them. They're they're really underrated, big-time underrated when people start talking about tag teams. And I am I forget about them. Oh, we did both of them. <laughs> yep, the, the double – yeah, they were uh, – Cornette was talking about they were wanting to do that in, in another match, so they threw it in right there. Uh yeah, I mean, right now we're still into the shine of it. So, you know, what we broke it down, you know, and then two guys in the ring, get the two guys in the corners so we can officially, quote, unquote, start the match kind of thing. And then we're still right now, it, we're in, in the shine, but yet we'll get into the heat pretty quickly. You know, you when you only have eight minutes or ten minutes or something like that, you want, it's kind of called like Memphis. You want to go back to Memphis style where you, you cram as much as you can into, you know, an eight or ten minute match. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, they knowing these, knowing Bobby and knowing Corny, uh, I don't know Bobby and Tommy are staying. Oh, I love that. There's the heat. There's the start of the heat is that they want to have a good match. They want to go out and and just show out uh, one of those things where we're doing it for the boys and also doing it for the fans kind of thing. Yeah. And Bobby, Bobby is one of those guys that, uh, you know, he loved performing. Like he, you could really tell when he's out there that he was enjoying and having fun. And it shows in his work too. Bobby to me is one of the greatest of all time. He's he to me is the greatest tag him and Ricky Morton, probably the greatest tag team wrestlers of all time. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Those two guys right there. I remember, uh, I remember talking to Ricky Morton uh, about that. Who was the who was the best guys he's ever been in the ring with? And I was I was actually asking about Ric Flair, and he's like, eh. you know, Bobby Eaton. Yeah. He actually put over Bobby Eaton and Ken Wayne. And I thought somebody was uh, I thought <laughs> I thought somebody was ribbing me because I'm a huge Nightmares fan. So uh, he put those two guys. Ricky Morton did. Yeah, and then uh, like there you go. Go into the. <laughs> It's like uh, Jim Cornette holding up table and just running him into it. All right, so I want to pick apart uh, something that just happened a few minutes ago. And and as as great as Bobby is, you know, I'll, I'll pick apart because it's it's also a learning thing. The podcast. So when you have the baby face down, if the baby face is not moving and both shoulders are on the mat, go for a pin. I tell people all the time. Uh, Terry Taylor once. Uh, it, it, I was actually the the one laying down at the time at TNA was telling a guy like anytime do not pick a guy up. If his shoulders are on the mat, go for a pin. And then, you know, if he's moving, yeah, pick him up. But if his shoulders are on the mat, 
make sure to, to go for a pin. Oh. The whole purpose is to go for a pin. Yes, yes, I agree. I agree. Right there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it, it's one of like uh, it, it almost looks like you know, hey, I gotta go to the next spot or whatever. And and you know, I'll, I'll give a little bit of beautiful elbow drop right there. But it, I'll give a little bit of you know, it, it may be you know the fact that they had eight ten minutes, and you want to make sure to get to where you need to get to for the story. So why picking up that this right here? That's fine. You know, the baby face is moving, and Stan picks him up. But yeah, when Bobby came in at first, you can go back and look at it uh, if you're watching on Patreon. <clears throat> you can go back and look at it after it's over with. But yeah, the guy was laying there, shoulders on the mat, and Bobby picks him straight up. Yeah, he, he probably time. had in his mind, he had in his mind, we got to get this shit in. We yeah. got 10 minutes. So uh, they're constantly tagging in and out. Uh, I didn't mention, I didn't mention the. Uh, a uh, knockout spot at the end or a uh, double down, as I like to call it. A uh, right. double down it will be – I can't remember it's in this match, but most tag team matches have a double down, and that's when you you can you can go for the hot tag. A lot of young guys miss what a hot tag is. Uh, just walking over and tagging the guy right in the middle of the match, they'll do it, and there's not a hot tag. It has to be some excitement to it. It has yeah. to be either you're crawling through the guy's uh, legs – uh, you got the double down, you roll over. There's got to be something to it where you're diving for the tag, especially if you took heat for a long time. Am I correct on that? Yeah, you're absolutely correct. My favorite is the double knock, uh, double down, double knockout, double noggin knocker. However, you know, there's different phrases for it, but with both guys down, and I like to do it, a false uh, hot tag is, you know, do this, do a double noggin knocker or whatever, and you know the the usually the thing oh, is, oh, want, see we got a t yeah we got a yeah. pin right here and then uh so Bobby's Bobby Fulton's the one actually uh distracting the ref on right. mistake on mistake so yeah and he distracts the ref and then that way you can count the one two three four heel comes in cuts him back off it's kind of like that it's a false hope spot is what it is and but what I like to do on like the double the hot tag kind of thing is you know go noggin knocker and then the heel gets tagged in, and right before the baby face gets the hot tag, you know, is knock him off the apron or, you know, cut the baby face back off. I like to do that, like, once or twice, and then actually that way the hot tag means so much more. Build it for the hot the tag. Hot yes, tag. yeah, you do, you do the false tag or you do, yeah, you do it behind the referee's back, and yeah. then when it does, you get a pop from the hot tag. That is your goal, okay? Yeah. Your goal is a pop. From the hot tag. So if you're not getting a pop and you're not hearing a pop, you're doing it wrong. So remember that. That's something to remember. Exactly. And I always think of it as this is if you're a baby face, if you're not going over, so you're not you're not getting <laughs> he pop just did a bulldog on him on that table, yeah, but on the table on the concrete on a table. Yeah. <laughs> Though that table doesn't give. That that's one of those hard tables. Whew. The uh but Bobby, I mean, it didn't matter. Bobby would would give it all like so many I mean he just was so good. The match with him and Arn Anderson is one of my favorite of all time. Yes, they could work good together. Yeah, Bobby was just uh, you know, and we're Austin and I are not putting Bobby Eaton over because he's not alive anymore. Don't think anything like that. We put him over when he was alive, so we hung. Yes. You know, I talked to Bobby uh, not on a regular basis, but I as soon as I saw him, he know knew who I was. You know give me a hug and all that kind of stuff. So in him being close to Brian Thompson, I was able to talk to him a lot, but Bobby was so just not selfish at all. I mean, especially, uh, he would, 
I got to beat Bobby Eaton up. Me, me and yeah. someone did. I, I did. So yeah, just one of those things where where he would take the he would take the pin almost every time. Go ahead, let me do it. They're just showing out the Midnight Express. If you're watching yeah. it with us, this is exactly just showing what they can do. Yeah, it's, uh, it's that heat. And, you know, the good thing about, you know, with it being a tag, it's not a single. It doesn't have to be, you know, all the attention out there. They're able to to catch the breath and those, you know, rest spots in between with, you know, like working the crowd and stuff like that. I'll put Bobby over. I'll tell you this right here. This is a story I'll tell to the day I die. <clears throat> My grandma had passed away. Uh, I don't remember what year it was. And just, I don't know where we were at the, here we go. I'm sorry. We got I the hot tag. Did we get the, yep, oh, the false, no, no, no. Yeah, the false, <laughs> the false hot, hot tag, tag right there. There's, there's getting a false hot tag in there. <clears throat> and then you got the, the uh, referee. We shit can the referee. Yeah, yeah they shit can the Over the top the rope. And you come up. Yeah, right now is, that. so this one is a little bit different than normal tag match because, and here you go using the the uh, Midnight Express's finisher on them the same way they went over at the uh, – A new ref slides in. One, two, three. Now, I'm going to ask you about this finish, and I'll let you tell your story. Uh, we get the crowds going crazy. The new ref uh, slid in. We're fixing to get a DQ, and the champions keep the belts. We, we know this finish, it was called – uh, it got called a dusty finish because when yes. Dusty was booking, Dusty did this finish a lot, and they say they believe it hurt, especially with the world title, would hurt the crowds. Have you ever done this, and then and then wish you wouldn't have done this kind of thing? Yeah, I mean the, the dusty finish does bring a lot of heat, but here's the deal: the two referee one <clears throat> and the dusty finishes. There's several <clears throat> versions of it, and, and it basically is just. Pull is it's kind of like the reversing the decision that kind of still pulling the wool out from under them, that kind of thing. And right here, if you notice, you know, after the match is over with, the, they're getting the their heat, match, but yeah, yeah, tons of heat, even though yeah, they got pinned. Yeah, they're yeah. getting a ton of heat. So, but yeah, the it, a lot of times, especially with the two referee, you know, that's as often as it happens, it, it's one of those where you know, how, how often that would that actually happen? So, it's <clears throat> and a lot of times it's oh, why didn't the referee that comes in. Why didn't he notice on the monitor? If he know, if he knew that the one referee was down, why didn't he <laughs> right, right? Why didn't yeah? The, the referee got shit canned and DQ'd. Look, he hit the ref with that as yeah. they're leaving. Yeah. All right, and good so, match. One of my yeah. favorite matches from the classes. We there is some other matches we may one day uh, cover some of those even from class one. So tell me the Bobby Eaton story really quick. Okay, so Bobby, the reason I, I love that man so much. Uh, one, I talked to him several times on the phone, like not. Like I said, not a regular basis, but semi-regular. But my grandma had passed away, and we were at the – and this was like in the middle of the week. We were at the, the funeral home, and I hear a lot of people start whispering and, like, moving around. And I, I was up by the casket. I turned around, and it was Bobby Eaton walking in. And Bobby Eaton – and I, I hadn't talked to him and told him my grandma had passed or anything like that. I guess he had heard through the grapevine, or maybe it was on the paper or something like that, that she had passed. And he came from Wynn, Arkansas, which he was with Brian Thompson. He was living with Brian at the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is a little over an hour away from from us. And he came all the way down just to show his respect. And, I mean, that's one thing. I'll take that with me to the day I die. He's one of the kindest, most humble people I've ever met in my life. One of the first – not the first time I met. I bet Bobby in uh, Philadelphia – 
and I met Jim Cornette for the first time and shook Jimmy's hand. We had talked, we had emailed each other, not email. It was actually, did you know we put stamps on letters? Uh, we had traded some tapes and talked and I introduced myself, shook my hand. He said, come here. He says, I want to introduce you to, uh, uh, to Stan and Bobby. So we went over and he's like, you know, Stan, blah, blah, blah. I shook Stan's hand. And then Bobby shook, Bobby goes, Hey, I'm Bobby Eaton. And all I could think of was no shit. I'm standing here in front of Bobby, one of my favorite tag team. But I went to Bobby once. This is my, I've told this story a bunch, but it's my favorite Bobby story. I went to Bobby uh, when I got to know him and I said, look, I didn't want to bother you the first time I'm, you know, we hung out and I've been around you three or four times now. I've got to ask you this. So I'm huge into tag team psychology, which goes right along with our program today. Uh, and, and, you know, I can watch one match with you in the Rock and Roll Express and, and y'all give them tons of shine and then you cut them off. And I went through this whole, I bet you three minutes worth of different ways you could do things. And Bobby just looks at me and he says, we just asked Jimmy. <laughs> so, he, so he's telling me these great, all these great tag team matches. He just asked Jimmy what he wanted to do for that night, and they done it, which is hilarious. Which would go back to the Rock and Roll Express doing the same damn thing. You know, what are we doing, Jimmy? Uh, kind of thing. Uh, and there's also a joke about uh, they call him Punky, right? Is that what yeah. they call Ricky Punky? Uh, what do they call Hoot? Punky and Hoot. And they always say Punky likes to take the uh, the heat. And it's not that he likes to take the heat. It's that, that Hoot likes to sit outside the ring for the hot tag. So they always yeah. did that. So, yeah, they'd always come up with uh, him taking the heat all the time. Uh, I never – and I'm, I want to say this. If you can find it, if you're listening to us, if you ever watched a bad Midnight Express match, I want you to send it to us. Because yeah. I don't, but I just don't think they exist. Even the squash matches were fun. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and mine. Uh, I actually got to tag against. You know, I tagged against the Rock and Roll Express. I tagged against the Steiner Brothers, and then when I tagged against the Midnight Express, it was Bobby and uh, Dennis. Dennis, so, yes, yeah. yeah. I tagged against Bobby and Dennis, but uh, for people a little behind the curtain thing, well, people don't. A lot of people don't realize is Stan Lane is where the Lane comes from from Austin Lane. Oh, I didn't know that. I did yeah. not know that. Yeah. Where, where's the Austin, Steve? Uh, no, it couldn't have been Stone Cold because nope. you was Austin Lane. Wait, where does the Austin part come from? It was from, it was the two guys that I, uh, when I, all right. So my grandma, the one that Bobby had went to the uh, funeral, uh, she took me to wrestling as a really young kid in Newport. And who I remember most was two guys. And it was Sweet Stan Lane and Austin Idol. Oh, there you go. There you go. I can see that. I can see where you get that. I didn't that's I actually didn't know that. Known you yep. for this long and, and didn't know where uh where you got your name. Well, well I got BT from oh okay. All right. That's <laughs> initials. So all right, man. Thanks a lot to the Patreons. Uh, tell your friends. We have a really good time on this show and we have really weird times we record. Uh try to join us. If not, watch it there. There's a password, you'll be able to watch it on Patreon. Uh, and if you're watching it, like I said, if you're ending it up and you're having to watch it with us blurred out, the match blurred out, gosh, join us. It's only $5 for that part. And coming in the month, and since people will be listening to us, the Patreon members, there's going to be a best of the best tier. 
on Patreon. You can up your tier. It's going to be a little bit more. And uh, you'll get some personal stuff from Austin Lane. So if you're an Austin Lane fan, there will be a best of the best tier. tier. I always have a hard problem saying tier. Uh, So uh, Yeah, and I'm going to add lots of stuff throughout. I mean, all throughout. The longer you have the prescription, the subscription. (laughs) uh, Yeah, I talk good. But anyway, as long as you have it, you know, I'll add so much more stuff to that. It's going to be just literally, it's going to be just for, especially if you're a best of the best Austin Lane fan. I mean, well, they, they will be if they're going to join that. that. You get all these things, but you'll also get exclusive Austin Lane stuff. And uh, Austin's been, uh, I appreciate it, man. It'll help uh, help us all spread the word. So, all Absolutely. right, we're getting out of here, guys. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Austin. Thank you so much, buddy. Memphis Wrestling is on the road. Catch us live. Our next live TV taping is Sunday, August 21st at the Wrestle Center, and you will not want to miss it. Reserve your seat at championshipwrestlingmemphis.com. Friday night, September 2nd, Memphis Wrestling returns to Crenshaw, Mississippi for a big night of action benefiting the city of Crenshaw. 7 p.m. bell time, Crenshaw Fire Department. Saturday, September 3rd is our next free watch party at Dave & Buster's. Watch WWE Clash at the Castle with us absolutely free. Sunday, September 4th, watch AEW All Out absolutely free with us at Dave & Buster's. It's back-to-back and it's all free. Saturday, September 10th, Memphis Wrestling returns to the Dyer County Fair. It's main event Saturday, and it's free with fair admission. All tickets are on sale now. Get yours right now at championshipwrestlingmemphis.com. Big American Hostile Championship Wrestling title match. Big Jack Parker with Money Mark versus Problem Child Aaron Roberts with Justin Case. And also an American Hostile Championship Wrestling tag team title match. The LA Hustlers versus the New Sensations. Mark Southern Jr. and Astonishing Austin. And many more. Be there. Wardell, Missouri, September the 17th, bell time, 7.30 p.m. Cards of change, follow American Hostile Championship Wrestling on Facebook by searching American Hostile Championship Wrestling. This is a fundraiser for North Pemiscot Mustang Sports. This episode is also brought to you by SpunkLoop.com. Remember when you're getting funky like a monkey, it'd be a no.
know what I mean. You spunky, that's right. Go to www.spunkloop.com and tell them STS Pod sent you. You want the best, you got the best. The best little wrestling podcast in the business. All episodes on www.stspod.club. Did you enjoy that episode? Cash app us at dollar sign BTSTS. If you've never downloaded the Cash App app, Download it today. You'll get a free, that's right, a free $5 for using the code dollar sign BTSTS. That's dollar sign BTSTS. was another great episode of Shooting the Shiznit. Thank you for listening, and thank you to all our sponsors. A big shout-out to Bob McGee at Pro Wrestling's Between the Sheets. Remember, you can reach us on Twitter at Comic Book Mark BT, Instagram at BT Shooting the Shiznit. That's right, Shooting the Shiznit without a G. Facebook Shooting the Shiznit and Facebook Cool Kids Wrestling and MMA Talk. If we don't like you in that group, first you have to ask to get in. If we don't like you, we'll kick you out. All the episodes are at one place, and that's www.stspod.club. Podcast Roll Call. Who's Right Podcast. Homeboys Podcast. D3 Radio, my buddies Richard Josh. My World with Conrad Thompson and my friend Jeff Darren. Lance's favorite include Nickology, Rock Solid, Playlist Wars, I'm Fat Podcast. Hey guys, remember, keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. <laughs> <laughs>